Guys, after we started recording this story, we realized that it's pretty rough in terms of domestic violence. Yeah. I gave a trigger warning the last one that I did. I don't know why I keep doing domestic violence William, ones. Yeah, the William, William Creel. That's nowhere near as bad this as this one's way one. worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, you can probably assume if you're listening to, you know, this kind of podcast, there's going to be trigger warnings all the time. I just, as, as we got through it, I was like, I think we should probably. Megan was triggered. <laughs> I was triggered. <laughs> so just so you know, going into it, trigger warning trigger. for domestic, domestic violence. violence. And just Garbage men in general. Trashy men, yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. Last night or two nights ago, uh-huh. I woke up at like 2.40 in the morning. And there was a ghost. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But like I laid there and I couldn't get back to sleep and I kept taking my cell phone and flashing the flashlight onto the floor because <laughs> I was so sure There's that there was something in the room. <laughs> and I kept being like, huh? Okay. All right. I'd lay there a minute and I'd be like, huh? No. Nope. Gotcha. No. <laughs> no. And then I thought, this is happening because I'm spending a lot of time researching all these creepy stories. Sports and elf. Oh god, or a fairy, <laughs> like a little dark elf. Uh huh. Oh, because they um that ties into my thing. But uh, they uh only make themselves visible when they want to. Mm. So if you're staring directly at them, they disappear. So maybe you have one in your house. Well, that's terrible. You have Dobby in your house, the house elf. Oh, that'd be okay. I wouldn't mind that at all. Don't get him close. He'll leave. What do you have for me this week? Okay, I have a combination. So I'm going to talk a little about elves and fairies because I know we talked about that in like the bitty early thing. Yeah. Um, but it definitely ties into, it's not my people, papers rustling. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about Bridget Cleary. So the more I was researching her, it's fairies, it's witches, it's murder. Oh, great. It's all the things. Tied into one. Well, that's perfect. Also, that's exactly what our podcast is, is which we haven't said yet. It's Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mysteries. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, we're great at this. We're so good. And Bridget's perfect for this story. Um, So I want to touch a little bit about elves and, like, the folklore and stuff. Okay. So forever ago, like, Iceland, they still, like, 52% of their population believes in fairies and elves. Oh. Um, They still pay tribute to them. Like, they will go to where they believe that they are housed, and they will leave them, like, meats Oh, I've heard of this. And, like, because I don't want to have, like, the bad luck. Yeah. 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 So they even, like, plan their construction around that. Like, they will consult with the fairies and elves before they... And like road work, like or um, like hawthorn trees are pretty popular and important to fairies, so they plan like construction around those trees, and it's it's pretty interesting. People yeah. will go like tie ribbons and stuff in them. Um, so they're wow. called Holdefolk in Iceland, but we know elves as like Santa's little helpers, and that's what we think they look like, or like the ones that are like bibbity bobbity booping yeah. things. Or they make um cookies and they yeah. live in trees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I love those kind. I wish they maybe those with the fudge real... stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need those to live close to me. <laughs> um but like in the Norse they think that like females are elves like living in hills and stuff and like that. Swedish believe that it's girls in the living in the forest with their king. Scandinavian, they see them as fair haired and dangerous. 
They're also known as the disease spirit. So they can put like plague and stuff on, oh. on people. Like elves in general? Yeah. Wow. So people think that like like Great Depression and all that stuff has something to do with that. Maybe that's what COVID is from. <laughs> they said you all. We figured this somebody out. Somebody didn't give us the correct meat and cheese. Where's our hawthorn trees? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody cut down the wrong hawthorn yeah. tree. There's also some people that believe that they are Eve's hidden children. Have you ever heard about that? No. Okay. So in these folk tales, I found this on the elfschool.com. Okay. Well, we always put all our sources yeah. in the notes, you guys. So yeah. Whoever wants to step up. I probably will not talk about them. We'll just put them in there because I have a lot <laughs> that I got my sources from. Yeah. Also, my dad is one of them because he likes to help research. Oh, God, you guys. Kara's dad is super into all of it and he's fantastic. He so. is a storyteller and writes fantasy fiction. a heck fiction. of a researcher. Yes. And he can get it done. <laughs> it says... One day, God Almighty came to see Adam and Eve. They greeted him well and showed him all over the house. They showed him their children, too, and God thought highly of them. He asked Eve whether she had any more children besides the ones that she had shown him. She said no. Truth of the matter was that Eve had not finished washing some of the children and was ashamed to let God see them. And for this reason, she had hidden them. Oh. God, this is like besides Cain and Abel? Yes. Okay. God knew this, however, Ooh. and said to her... That which has been hidden from me shall be hidden from men. So these children are now become, have now become invisible to mankind. They lived in the rocks and hills and stones. From these hidden children, the hidden people descend, while mankind is descended from the children of Eve. God, or Eve showed to God. Uh, men can never see the elves unless they themselves wish it, for they can both see men and let themselves be seen by them. So this is the creation of elves. This is yes, how they became to be. This is how they, some people believe they became right. to be. And then, so in my dad's research, he found Reverend Robert Kirk, who was born in 1644. He was a parish in Scotland, um, but he's known for bridging the gap between the human and the fairy realms. Oh. He had done a lot of research, and he also is known for translating the Bible into Gaelic. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's well known in all of his works. But I think it's interesting that he's like doing all these like Bible things. And then also like, hey, there's real fairies. Like this is legit. Listen, I have a friend who is a uh, a minister. Mm-hmm. And whenever uh, she sees me post about crystals and, yeah. and witchy type things, she's like, you know, Jesus was a healer and a medium yeah. and all yeah. these things. And she's like, so the idea that the two, these two things can't coexist right. she's yeah. like it's never really made sense to me and i was yeah. like yeah i think that's so great yes um so he was doing all this research and ended up like going into the fairy realm uh it, you're not supposed to do that he broke the rules of the unseelie court so when he ventured into their forbidden realm or whatever they didn't like welcome him in he went in there no they took him to like trial or whatever this is the reverend guy that did that yes and because he's trying to like learn more about them and write about them Mm -hmm. so he had been like keeping all these like documents and stuff on them they were gonna put him to death you can't do that in the fairy realm and he was like listen i will gladly give my life because they didn't want people knowing and he was like i'll gladly give my life to live with you all, if you all, you know, whatever. But I understand if you're going to kill me. So they decided, you know, he's so willing to protect us that we'll... That he would die for that. Yes. They find his body on the hill, the fairy hill. 
And in his little papers and stuff, he writes that, you know, to his son, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to live with them. So did they leave a doppelganger oh. in his place? As Was a dead body? Uh-huh. I don't... So now, like, all his stuff on fairies is... Right. Or I guess he wouldn't need... Well, he wouldn't need his human form anymore, right? I don't know, though, because fairies are considered people. Okay, so Bridget Cleary was an Irish woman killed by her husband in 1895. Her death is notable for several peculiar peculiarities. Several, Even I didn't think For that, several right? peculiar things. For several things that were weird about it. Yep. That's what we're going at. The stated motive for the crime was her husband's belief that she had been abducted by fairies with a changeling left in her place. He claimed to have slain only the changeling. The gruesome nature of this case, she was either still alive or set on fire immediately following her death. What year? When was this? Uh, 1860 or 1895. Yeah, I mean, because the, you know, the one I did about Biddy... They talked about that she might have been a changeling. Uh-huh. And, you know, like it just, yeah. And the whole thought, talk about her going to live with the fairies, it just seems yes. like these kind of overlapped. Yes. And when she was in Ireland? Uh huh. Oh, so she's even the same place. I know. People believed that fairies could leave or elves could leave changelings in people's places. So they would say, you know, a normal, happy go lucky person, if all of a sudden they're feeling down and depressed, they thought it was a changeling in their mm-hmm. place. Like, like you're not allowed why to have mood swings. Yeah, yeah, why would somebody feel that way? Yeah. Mental illness is not a Yes. Thing. Yes. Okay, so there's a children's rhyme in Ireland. Uh, it's Are you a witch? Are you a fairy? Are you the wife of Michael Clary? Oh. Nice. <laughs> you can imagine like little sing song kid voices and that yes. becomes like creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a fairy? Are you the one that's Michael Clary? Oh, awful. <laughs> Hate it. Okay, go ahead. In March of 1895, Bridget Bolin Cleary was a trained dressmaker or seamstress. She had an eye for fashion. She owned her own singer sewing machine. Mm. Um, she lived with her husband and her father, Patrick Bolin, in a small cottage in Tipperary, Ireland. Maybe. Sure. That sounds good. Uh, they didn't have any kids. I'm sure that's right. <laughs> yes. Michael and his wife could read and write. He was a worker as a cooper. Um, I had to Google that. It's a maker of casks and barrels. Okay. I don't, I don't know what they were making. Maybe putting whiskey, whiskey in it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in 1895, they'd been married about eight years. Bridget was 26. Michael was 35. Ooh. Oh, that's okay. 18 then, right? 26 minus 8. Math. All the numbers. <laughs> On the 15th of March in 1895, Michael um, thought his wife had been taken by the fairies and left a changeling in her place. So she would go with her eggs and distribute them to people. She would also pay tribute to the fairies. And she had been gone for two days. She returned and was ill. So it's because um, she married you when she was eighteen, and you were twenty-seven, and yeah. she lives with you and her dad. Yeah, she, and needs she needed to get away. Girl needs a break. Girl okay. needed to get out. They believe she left. She had a changeling in her place. Uh, they spent the first three days in various rituals uh, that were for, intended to force the changeling out of her body. Oh no. That yeah. doesn't sound like a pleasant experience at all. Mm, yeah. He and nine others of her relatives and neighbors were tried for her death. Nine other people were sitting here trying to do these rituals on her. So it's kind of like an exorcism. Yes. But it's just a different, like instead of being a demon. Yes. It's a, a fairy, basically. Yes. A changeling. Uh-huh. So Jeez. it says, on March 4th, Bridget walked to the house of her father's cousin, Jack 
something to deliver some eggs. It was an extremely cold day. Bridget caught a cold. She spent the next day in bed and complained of a raging pain in her head and shivers and chills. Girl had the flu. Yeah, she was just sick. Yep. A few days later, Jack came to visit and he saw really, really sick Bridget in bed. He said, that's not Bridgie. So Jack was well acquainted with fairy folk tales and fairy abductions and changelings and the remedies and protections against them, as was Bridget's own mother. Had he not ever been really sick? Like, I don't yeah, like why are she the people... first person in Ireland to get the flu? Uh-huh. Um, so by the 9th, her condition had gotten much worse. Uh, she told her cousin, Johanna, that she thought she had caught another cold. Despite the rain and cold, Bridget's father, Patrick, walked four miles to the doctor and asked him to come see her when the doctor hadn't come by for the following Monday on the 11th. So three days later, Bridget's husband walked four miles to feathered and requested that the doctor, I don't know any of these places in Ireland. I'm sorry. Uh, Requested that the doctor come. And then again, with more forceful summons in hand from the local health authority, he made the trip again on the 13th. So, I mean, they were getting doctors and that just didn't help, I guess. No. So then they also called the priest out. The doctor arrived and examined her. He said she seemed nervous and gave her some medicine. I mean, I'd feel anxious, too, if I was mm-hmm. right. dealing with nine people in my tiny well, cottage. and she's been sick when she's probably, yeah. let me sleep. Yeah, just go away. And maybe figure out that she was so sick for so long. Yeah. In the meantime, Michael was super concerned over his wife's condition. He went back to the doctor on his way back. He purchased some herbs from a woman in Feathered. I'm going to call it that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That were said to be a fairy remedy. At the trial, Bridget's cousin, Johanna... Testify that when Michael Cleary and Jack did that, said that he had purchased the herbs as a remedy against the fairies. Jack, the one that was so, you know, studied on fairies and their, right, all their things, said, that's not your wife in there. You'll have to do something to bring her back. Also, how did Jack know so much about fairies? Exactly. Hmm. Was he a changeling? I don't know. But I'm just, I'm just in your thing. And like, while I was researching this, I was like, wait a second. So they're so against these fairies. They're so against witches. They're so against all these stuff. But why are they going to yeah, they herbalist? Herbs. Yeah. That's what Biddy was. She was an herbalist. Maybe they went to Biddy. I had that thought, but she wasn't in whatever that name True. of that place is that we keep not wanting. Feathered. Feathered. That's Feathered. definitely, that's definitely <laughs> how it's pronounced. <laughs> We haven't considered the possibility that he was right about all this. Yeah. Maybe she was a changeling. Maybe she was. So on the 14th, he went to another herbalist, this time to the locally known fairy doctor, Dennis <laughs> Ganey. He purchased more herbs as a fairy cure, traditionally known for a remedy ta- for people taken by fairies. It's to boil specific herbs in new milk. Ew. It sounds <laughs> so gross. <laughs> like curdle. <laughs> and then in the mixture is administered to the patient, um, which he did, according to the testimony of Johanna. She and William Simpson and his wife, Minnie, met outside of the Clary's door that evening. So maybe this is a great love story because he was very against fairies and magic and witchcraft. But in order to save his wife, he he's willing her so to so much do he these. set her on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a perfect love story. I'm just saying <laughs> maybe we just need to change our perspective. Okay, he's different. His point of view. Okay. Oh God. 
Okay, so Johanna said that uh, Michael wouldn't open the door for them. They remained outside, stood outside, peering in the window. They <laughs> heard someone inside scream it, Take it, you bitch! Or which. She wasn't <laughs> sure which one. <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> when the door was open, witnesses went in and saw three of the Kennedys holding Miss Cleary down on, on her bed by her uh. hands and feet. And her husband was giving her herbs and milk in a spoon out of a saucepan. This is not a love story. No. No. I mean, had they, what if he's the one who's mentally ill? Like, has nobody thought about that? Like, maybe he's the freaking crazy yeah. one? Yeah. Okay, so they forced that stuff upon her, and then he he would just continue to yell, are you Bridget Bolin, the wife of Mary, Michael Cleary? In the name of God, she answered it once or twice. He's her, a changeling. He's yeah. a changeling. Uh, and then her father started asking her those same questions. She stopped answering them. She was like, I'm freaking right. I'm done with this. You all are <laughs> I've told you the answer. Yeah. Driving me absolutely crazy. I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. This story stresses me out. I know. <laughs> so um, they're like, you know what? Let's put her by the fire. She'll oh. answer it then. Guys, she just answered you twice. This You're shoving stuff down her throat. Does she want to answer you anymore? No. no. Just because you didn't get the answer you wanted doesn't mean you didn't get an answer. Yeah. Like, you want her to scream, I'm a changeling. <laughs> right. That's what they like, want. Is that what? And would that have changed anything? They probably would have set her on fire anyway, because then she's a changeling. So yeah. either way, she's screwed. Either way, yeah. They made up their mind before this got started. Yeah. Okay. So, by the fire, they ask her again, hold her over the fire, and she'll answer soon. So, Dwayne Cleary God. and Patrick Kennedy then lifted Mrs. Cleary off the bed, placed her in a sitting position over the kitchen fire. It said she seemed to be wild and deranged, especially while they were treating her. Of course she did. I know. If you're shoving something down my throat and trying to hold me down, and I'm going to fight you. Could it be next to the fire? I would stay perfectly calm, you guys. <laughs> perfectly yeah. calm. Yeah. So this is the third time that they're trying to give her all this stuff. And then they start, like, threatening her with the hot poker. Oh, my um, God. Which they're, like, poking her at her in her forehead, and they burnt her forehead a little this bit. This is terrible. Fire, particularly applied to iron, is a traditional method of warding off fairy or frightening a changeling into leaving so that the real, air quotes, real yeah. person can return. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They start throwing a certain liquid on her, traditionally believed to force the changeling out to flee. Uh, she was repeatedly doused with human urine. Oh, That's the liquid. My God. Yeah. The neighbor, Michael Simpson, testified that after the third dose of herbs, while Bridget was still lying on the bed, the men holding her arms on both sides and her head, they lifted her body and wound it backwards and forwards. Can you imagine? This is like the exercise. Like, I mean, it's horrible. And she's just really, really sick. Like, you know how you've had the flu? Like, you have yeah, the flu and you feel sucks. awful. Yeah. And then they're doing all of this to you. Yeah. And you're like, guys, I just, just want, kill me. Please. I just want to lay here. Terrible. Oh. I just want to lay here. You don't want to eat anything when you have the flu. No. It's Stop awful. touching me. Yeah. Get away. Don't throw your urine on, on me. <laughs> and then put me by a fire. God. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> It was a great love story, isn't it? <laughs> so sorry. I take everything. Don't listen to anything I say. But do listen to our podcast. <laughs> just listen to Kara's part. <laughs> okay, so. But I was just saying. <laughs> in my defense. There was a thing that he hated, but in order to save her, he was willing right. to, like, look into. But he's he was garbage. We don't like him. That's right. none of this true. It's not right. a love story. No, he's terrible. garbage. 
person. Okay, so on the morning of Friday, March 15th, Michael Cleary fetched the priest who performed mass in Bridget's bedroom. So they're sitting here trying to perform their own exorcist without a priest. And then they're like, hey, guys, this isn't working. Maybe we should go actually get a priest. Were there doctors present? Were they one of the nine? I can't remember. Um, I don't believe so. Like, the doctor came, gave her that medicine, and left. Okay. Pers- gave her a prescription. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the story. So, according to Johanna, her cousin's testimony, Bridget was dressed and brought to the kitchen where she says her father, my brother, and myself, and deceased, and her husband, sat at the fire. They were all talking about the fairies, and Mrs. Cleary said to her husband, Your mother used to go with the fairies, and that is why you think I'm going with them. I made tea and offered Bridget Cleary a cup of it. Her husband got three bits of bread and jam and said she should eat them before she should take some. He asked her three times, are you Bridget Cleary, my wife, in the name of God? She answered twice and ate two pieces of bread and jam. Shouldn't that be sufficient? I mean, chick has the flu. What else do you want? When she didn't answer him the third time, because two times isn't enough. So this is after she'd been through all this stuff. Yes. He said, if you won't take it, down you will go. He flung her on the ground, put his knees on her chest and hand on her throat, and forced the bit of bread and jam down her throat, saying, swallow it. Is it down? She ain't taking already. Maybe she's just full. Johanna said, I said, Mike, let her alone. Don't you see it's Bridget that is in it? Meaning that it was Bridget, his wife, and not the fairy. For he has suspected that it was a fairy and not his wife that was there. And this is Johanna in court talking Mm -hmm. about this. Then he stripped his wife's clothes off, except... Of her underwear. Mm-hmm. It says her chemise. Chemise. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced chemise. Chemise. C-A-G-M-I-S-E. Yeah. Would you say chemise? I would, but that's just because I knew that word already. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's like I fancy don't. underwear. I don't know. I just, I rarely wear underwear. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I wear only the fancy stuff. Uh, she was laying on the floor and he held it in her mouth. So, what did he hold in her mouth? The bread and the jam. The third oh. bite that she wouldn't take. God. Okay, so Joanna Burke testified that she heard Bridget's head strike the floor and then she screamed. This is terrible. Her underwear, we learned from the trial, was ordinary calico, which was caught fire pretty quickly. Mary Kennedy, who was in the back bedroom, rushed to the kitchen where she saw... She, she was alive when she caught on fire. Yeah. Okay, great. Saw her lying on the hearth. Her clothing was on fire. According to Mary Kennedy's testimony, Michael said, Hannah, I believe she's dead. At that point, Mary saw Michael reach for a lamp from the table, drench his wife no! with paraffin oil until she was consumed with flames. Ugh. Is it too late for a trigger warning? <laughs> yeah, we can we can do it at the. We'll just we'll record it and add it at yeah. the beginning. So James Kennedy testified that when he cried out to Michael Cleary, "For the love of God, don't let your wife burn." He said, she's not my wife. She's an old deceiver sent in place of my wife. She's after deceiving me for the last seven or eight days and deceived the priest today. But she won't deceive anyone anymore. As I begin it with her, I will finish it with her. You'll see soon see her go up the chimney. I bet he Is was this hocus pocus in asshole, their- don't you? I mean, like, because, like, the possibility that he's just wrong yeah. doesn't enter no, his No, he's not all no. about that. He doesn't no. want to know anything about that. He's Clearly... Once he decided she's a changeling, yeah, doesn't matter what else happened or what anyone said or what she said. Nothing. Yeah. That was it. That's it. This is his word. And he, it's true. <sighs> 
Those are like the worst people. He's the worst people. He's terrible. So according to court testimony, about 2 a.m. the following morning, Michael Cleary asked Johanna Burt's brother, Patrick Kennedy, to help bury Bridget's twisted body. They wrapped her in a sheet, carried her to a boggy area about a quarter mile from her home. On the 22nd of March, after a week of speculation, newspaper reports and intensive searching, the Royal Irish Constables discovered the body in a shallow grave. In the meantime, Michael, once in the company of his father-in-law and neighbors, spent three nights at the Fairy Wrath. It's called Kyla Nagrana. Yep. I have a song to show you when we are done. You just wait. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Uh, convinced that he would see his wife emerge on a white horse, at which point he would cut her free and rescue her from the fairies. Mm. So he's sitting here thinking, you know what I did? I did this good deed. I'm going to wait at this fairy hole. And they're going to, like, send my wife out because I killed the changeling. Oh, my God. Yeah. He slept there for three days waiting for his wife to come out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They served time for their part in Bridget Cleary's death. He had genuinely believed that Bridget had been taken by fairies. But the person that wrote this says, I think that there are characteristics or aspects of this tragedy that have, that would have provided cause for the belief in the context of traditional fairy folklore. Um, and she talks about how Sir Orfeo's and his, like, the folklore of that, his the king's wife was taken and found. Um, but also, like, it says she was very much an outsider in the tiny community. So they're saying that basically, like, in the context of the time, <laughs> yeah, the idea that she was a changeling wasn't so... Yeah. Like, everybody believed it. Everybody during that time thought that, why wouldn't that happen? But also, she was super attractive. She was forthright. She had a reputation for a quick wit, sharp tongue, and a direct gaze. So it's like, sh- you know how it's like, oh, they don't make eye contact. It's because they're weak. Oh. So she was going to be either a changeling uh-huh. or a witch. A, like, a one witch. way or another, yep. this girl was damned yep. because she had, like, a backbone. Yes. So these, and a voice. Yes. These were not common characteristics of young Irish Catholic women. Ugh. Her wardrobe was more fashionable than her peers because she was a dressmaker. She could. Yeah. Put her ideas, yeah, literally. Girl knew how to make things fit her body well. Yeah. Um, In addition to her income that she made from her talented dresses, (laughs) she would sell her eggs. She kept hens. She would like sell milk, and she just had a ton of money. Right. People didn't didn't like. Yeah. Need. She was independent in more ways than one. Yeah. She was a rich witch. You can rely on your own You can rely on your own We're here. What's that? Fairy ring? Yes. Okay. So that is in Ireland. It's um a little fairy ring that's known. So she was go she was known to go on long walks in order to deliver her eggs and visit the fairy fort at a nearby Kylanagrana, which once again is We're like gonna a have fairy, a song. Fairy fort. Yep. I'll uh, Um, try to get a picture of that on the Instagram. Yes. So she was married to a man that was nine years older than her at the time of her death, though they had been married for eight years. They had no children. This would be very much seen as odd in her era and culture where women were valued for their fertility. Fertility. You're just popping out babies left and right. Gosh. That's what you're here for. Don't have opinions. Yeah. Don't have any independence whatsoever. Um, She didn't give him children to work their land and stuff. And so people were like, "Mm, there's something off about her. There's something off about her. She wants more for her life than this? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So 
clearly a change, like set her on fire. Yes. So they were like, you know what? She's a woman that didn't know her place. There was a bunch of speculation that went around that like she had other lovers or that like she was even like seeing one of the fairy people. And that's why she kept going missing and going and visiting them. People. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They all went to court and um, I bet Michael Cleary went on to marry a young, yeah, meek, quiet. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. I kind of hoped the story was going to be like he went and sat outside the fairy hole for three days, and, and then, then they never sucked saw him, him. Yeah, up. <laughs> like he disappeared. They ate him forever. They ate his. Soul. That story actually made me angry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. It just I makes do. me mad. Just the whole the whole sentence: a woman who didn't know her place. Mm-hmm. The fact that you still hear that today that there's a place that women are supposed to be, you know, oh, yeah. really draws me crazy. Oh yeah. So okay. Yeah. Let's hear the song. Yes. All right. So Kara's going to play that song. What's it called again? Kyla Nagrana. And this is how I figured out how to pronounce it because I was like, I've got to Google this. And what was Kyla Nagrana again? Like a fairy entrance or whatever. Gotcha. Kyla Nagrana. Why didn't you take this pretty Irish maid? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you all can all look at yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can send you links if you want it. But uh, that's how I figured out how to pronounce it. Yeah. It's really just a song about Bridget Cleary. That's fascinating that a song will be written about her. I know. Um, I think that whole thing is interesting how, like, any normal person can accidentally become super famous because of some awful thing that happened. All right, that was a good story. Good and awful, terrible. It was it was scary, but well done. Was, thanks, yeah. thanks. All my pronunciations are great. <laughs> um, words are hard. That's like our theme song. It is. Words are hard. That should be our merch shirt. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's see. Next week, I'm doing a story about a missing girl from okay. Kentucky, okay. and it's, it's linked to a possible serial killer who is apparently going to get out of prison next year. And I'm stop like, it. Freaked we, out by it. We need to write some people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have a good week, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh, if you yeah, if you liked the podcast, (laughs) forgot it was a podcast. Never done this before. Feel free to subscribe, Uh share it with your friends, and leave us a rating and review. You guys, we have been pretty blown away by how many people have been listening. It's so great to hear from you all. We really, really just appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're feeling all the love. We'll talk to you next week. Find us at Witches Magic Murder Mystery on Instagram. On Instagram. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh, let's record it.